Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie, it's you, Jamie. Don't be alarmed, but I think there's a guy following you. Maybe we should get that guard dog we talked about? Nothing too scary, maybe like a Bichon with an attitude? You know, Progressive's collision insurance covers injured dogs and cats at no extra cost, so... Wait, the guy stood up when I stood up. He's on the phone. He's looking right at me. Oh, wait, it's just my reflection. Don't tell anyone about this. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Pet coverage not available in New Hampshire and North Carolina. Hello, I am Matt Williamson. This is the Locked On NFL Podcast. Like I said, we don't have a lot of rhyme and reason this week. I'm just throwing out random podcasts here and there. I hope whenever you subscribe on iTunes, which you all should, or wherever you get this, boom, it pops up on your phone, and there's a little piece of loveliness that you can get excited about. Uh, how about that? I'm at Williamson NFL. That's going to be important because tomorrow is going to be Twitter Thursday. We'll record in the afternoon, evening, something like that tomorrow. Um, so get your questions in after you hear this in the next 24 hours or so. Probably less than that by the time you listen to this. Uh, at Williamson NFL. So we'll do a whole show on Twitter Thursday. Today is going to be, as we count down the draft order, we're going to talk Raiders. Raiders offseason. Get pretty in-depth of strategies, things they should do, uh, how they should view things overall, where they're at. And let's start with their cap space. They've got a lot as they have very comfortable there. They're not one of the the most cap space as they have been the last couple off seasons. As you can tell, I mean, as a team that gets better, obviously people start to get more expensive. They've spent quite a bit over the past few years, quite wisely, really. Uh, and it's a team on the rise. Who knows what would have happened if it wouldn't have been for Carr's injury. But they did sustain that. And they don't stand to lose a heck of a lot either, you know. So I, I don't think this team goes away anytime soon. I think the Raiders will be right in the thick of things. I think they'll be most likely the team that most people like myself pick to win the West next year. Uh, it would take a lot for me to change my mind on that as we stand today. And they've done such a good job. I mean, they have their quarterback. They have their best pass rusher. They have things like that in place that their needs aren't all that crazy. And they do have a lot of cap space. Uh, the one name that has been mentioned as could be a cap casualty, and he was disappointing this year, is the nose tackle type, Dan Williams, who they brought over from Arizona not too long ago. Um, there are a lot of other nose tackles on the on the market, and most of whom played outplayed Williams this past year. You know, Jonathan Hankins, Don Terry Poe, you know, even Sylvester Williams. Um, so maybe they make that kind of move. Maybe they just keep Williams and add another. You know, their run defense was a problem. So I do think that beefing up the middle of that defense would make some sense. Uh, one of, you know, their defensive free agents are DJ Hayden, Nate Allen, Perry Riley, Malcolm Smith, Stacy McGee. I don't care about any of them, except for the possible exception of McGee. I thought McGee played pretty well. He was a six-round pick back in 13. Uh, interior, pure interior player. Uh, got good size. You know, he's what they need. Still young, like I said, coming off his first contract. That would be one guy I would want to retain with or without keeping Williams. And I still would look to get some more beef on the inside. Uh, Mario Edwards Jr. will return too. That he's a good player that people don't talk about. You know this defense is structured a lot after Seattle's defense, and if you remember in Seattle, 
they've had guys like, you know, Alan Branch and people like that that are big space-eating defensive ends, even though they're called a 3-4. And I think Edwards is perfect for that role. Um, just didn't get hardly any of them this year, and I think he was missed dearly. You have Mack in place. Uh, they'll exercise his fifth-year option here any minute, too. I mean, that that's certainly going to happen. Uh, Bruce Irvin. Alden Smith, of course, remi- remains a wild card, but news of late seems pretty promising there. So, all in all, their front is in pretty good shape with, you know, I would like to add a little bit of beef. I mean, that's not asking a whole heck of a lot. To me, the weakest area of the Raiders is a great place to be weak when you enter an offseason is the second level, is the true linebackers, the guys that back the line, you know, the true second-level players. Ben Heaney, like I said, Riley and Smith are both free agents. That needs to be a first-round pick. You know, maybe Foster from Bama, because of his shoulder, starts to fall and they sneak up and grab him. Or there isn't a guy in free agency that leaps off the page in that regard as, boy, this would be a... A huge upgrade, but there's a handful of them that are of interest. Um, Hightower is the the top name, of course. I just don't think he's going to leave New England. And when it's all said and done, I think he's a Patriot. Then you're looking at guys like Zach Brown, and you know they're okay. But all in all, I think the Raiders need to add ideally, and because they have so much space and so few needs. Maybe they can add two true linebackers, maybe one in free agency, one in the first or second round. That'd be nice. You know, I mean, that would go a long way on this defense, in my opinion. Um, So to me, that's the thing that needs addressed more than anything. Again, it'd be nice to have a nose tackle, wide body guy uh, in front of them, in addition to what they have there already, and and including bringing back McGee. These guys aren't, that's not super expensive things to find, though, you know, so... When we move the secondary, I just wrote an article recently, check it out, about how Carl Joseph is their cam chancellor, you know, Reggie Nelson's their Earl Thomas, their, their corners are long Seattle-like corners, Norton, the, the defensive coordinator, you know, came over from Seattle, it's not, it's not you know, a big surprise of how they view things and what they're looking at in terms of, you know, roster building on defense. Um Smith was up and down his rookie year, Sean Smith, or not his rookie year, but his first year in Oakland. Uh, Amerson was pretty good. They got him off the scrap heap from Washington, uh, and he's been good. They're both locked up long-term. Nelson's fine at free safety. Joseph, to me, is ready to take a big step up. That was what the crux of the article I was talking about, and really take this secondary defense, second level, you know, I mean, that whole middle of the field up a notch, especially if you can add some linebackers around him. That would be great. DJ Hayden's also a free agent. He's been a bust, really, since they used the first-round pick in 13 on him. Um, I would think if you're in the market for a corner, and the draft might be a good place to find it, is kind of a slot corner. I mean, even if you brought back, you know, if you brought in Captain Munnerlin on the cheap, or there's a handful of good ones. I mean, they could get, do better than that either, even. But um, they don't have the true slot corner. They don't have the guy to match up against change of direction, quick receivers, they have the long striders, long arms, physical, grabby-type corners. Uh, I think it would be good to add one more that could play a lot of snaps that's 5'10", 190 pounds, that can change directions sharp and deal with the slot-type guys you deal with in this league. 
and maybe in a pinch he can move outside against, you know, an Antonio Brown or a Beckham or whatever. That's, you know, somebody that's shifty and small. So it'd be good to have a little more variety at the corner position slash depth. But, you know, it's a good corner draft. I think you could find that guy probably on the second day if you're the Raiders. Okay, let's shift towards offense here. And Carr's set. There's no reason to think that he won't be the man you know, or healthy um, by the opening day. By all accounts, he's going to be fine. He's a bright young star. I'm very much a believer. Matt McGloin, though, is back up as a free agent. Does that move the needle for me? Not really. Do they like Connor Cook enough to be a backup? I don't honestly know the answer to that question, nor do I have a strong opinion either way. So, if you let him walk, Cook steps up, okay? Or you keep McGloin, who I think they like, but and he's your two, and maybe Cook turns into trade bait a year from now or something, a couple good preseasons. Whatevs on that. But uh, to me, that doesn't really move the needle. An interesting spot on this side of the ball, though, the other... Not that McGloin's a huge free agent, but Mental League Watson's up, Andre Holmes is up, and Latavis Murray's up. And I think you guys know that I'm not a big Murray fan. I think he's very much a get what's blocked, and when he gets in the open field, he looks pretty, and he's big, and he is fast, but I think that the top priority on offense is upgrading over Murray. Really good running back draft. I mean, could... could uh, Fournette or a Cook fall to them? Probably not, but there could be some really nice second-day options for sure. Or Adrian Peterson, Eddie Lacy. You know, to me, those guys are probably still noticeably better than Murray. Um, you still have DeAndre Washington, a player I liked a lot coming out of school. Haven't really, you know, chilled on him at all. I still like him. But Jalen Richard, too, is also pretty impressive. But I think they need a big, pounding, bruising back behind one of the best lines in the league to just beat on teams. And maybe that is Eddie Lacy. Maybe that is Adrian Peterson. Um, I think the consolation prize is Murray. You know that you don't sign him now while you can. You know I think you have you know some time here. If somebody scoops him up, so be it. You can do better. You can find a guy in the draft. You know, you still have the the Washington Richard uh, receiving skills slash insurance. So, you know, that would be a big boost to this team. I mentioned the line. It's a great line. I'm going to write an article soon, and I talk about it all the time. But, you know, there's teams like Dallas and Pittsburgh and, to a lesser degree, Tennessee, and, you know, just look at the best lines in the league. And if you're one of those teams, and absolutely Oakland qualifies here, people are going to, there's so many offensive line-starved teams right now that they're going to be reaching for linemen left and right. And if you're the Raiders, you can just sit back and not take linemen and have quality players fall to you. Sure, it wouldn't hurt to add some young depth. I think their depth is very average on the line. Uh, but the starters are really strong. They could lose Menelik Watson, too. So I do think that you bring somebody in, fourth-round pick, you know, something along those lines. But you don't need to. And you certainly don't need to extend yourself to do it like most of these teams will. That's great. I mean, that's a huge luxury that very few teams in this league have right now. And it's a gigantic advantage. At tight end, 
I thought Clive Walford was going to be a real breakout player in 2016. He disappointed me. He let me down. You know that. Uh, am I kicking it? You know, am I kicking him into the grave and saying he's done? No. I mean, he's only drafted in 2015. I mean, he's a young dude. But Michael Rivera is a free agent. They don't really have much else. Good tight end draft. I mean, if O.J. Howard or somebody falls to you, I certainly wouldn't fault them for jumping on it. You know that. If, if you're going to go spend money and get Martellus Bennett, uh, I don't think that's the move, but uh, I would understand it. Uh, they're, they're the rest of the tight end class and free agency isn't very good. I don't think Jared Cook's the answer, and I also don't think he's leaving Green Bay. So tight end in the draft, I think, would be wise. But then it makes you pretty you know pretty young at tight end, too. You know Who's your reliable move-the-chains guy? Um, so that one's a little hairy, but again, I mean, these are... Not huge problems to deal with. And same with the last position I would talk about here is I think they need one more receiver. Uh, They still have Seth Roberts. They have Cooper. They have Crabtree. Uh, Andre Holmes will probably leave via free agency. So what? Um, Originally, I had thought that Cooper and Crabtree on the outside are fixtures. They could use Wes Welker. You know, they could use a a, a slot-type corner or not corner, the slot type receiver. And I have no problems with that thought process still. You know, I mean, a shifty, move the chains, uh, really laterally explosive guy, sort of like I talked about him at their cornerback position, you know, that they could use a different type of guy that they have. Then I thought about it more, and, and some, you know, Doug Veach is a guy I respect from as a, a dynasty analyst on, on uh, uh, Twitter wrote back to me on something along those lines and said, well, what do you think about this? You know, what if you make Crabtree your aging slot reliable guy and then go get an outside receiver? I kind of like it. I kind of like it. I mean, there'd be a different type slot player, obviously, than a Welker or, you know, an Amendola or one of those type of guys, Cole Beasley. Um, But he would be a big body. You'd have big receivers then. And my immediate thought is, well, then that out, the, the guy that I would go get is going to be a burner. You know, it's going to make Al Davis proud. I want Clifford Branch outside the numbers then. You know, I mean, I want a guy that threatens you with speed. Is that Deshaun Jackson, maybe? Maybe. Maybe, maybe. Um, but that would be interesting. Or, you know, a second-round pick on a, a 6'3", 200-pound guy that looks like A.J. Green that can really run. So, I don't think they'll handle all these uh areas of need that I mentioned, and none of them are gigantic. I mean, like I said, I think linebacker is the biggest, but if they hardly do anything there, they still are going to be a really good team. You know, if they don't get another tight end, they'll be fine. If they settle for Latavius Murray, they'll be okay. You know, if they don't get a slot guy or a, a receiver to stretch the field or a slot corner, they'll be okay. If they don't add, you know, uh, a really impressive nose tackle type, they'll still be fine. You know, so this is a really good core Things are clearly going in the right direction here. Um, an offseason that kind of falls the way that I predict with a couple free agents at these spots and then some luxury draft picks could really go a long way for this team. So that is my Raiders offseason in a nutshell. A great big bloody nutshell. And then uh, tomorrow is Twitter Thursday, which very well could be today while you're listening. I know I have an extra one in there. I'll do another team breakdown on Friday. 
Uh, I might even do one on Sunday too, just to get kind of ahead. Because, like I said, I'm going to the combine on Thursday or on Tuesday. That will be a big travel day. The day coming home will be a big travel day. We're driving a six-hour drive from Pittsburgh to Indy uh, with Steelers Radio Network. So that's my plan. Okay, get your Twitter questions in. Spread the word. Check out the rest of the Locked On Network.